If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In my opinion, the bum camp has really brought some life to the area. It's one more thing. Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. I would just like to interject before we get to that. Okay. Having been sick for the last several days, I'm still sick. Um, the amount of entertainment you have when you're sick now compared to when I was sick when I was younger. I never had a TV in my bedroom. So um, if you're in your bedroom and sick, you had nothing but a book or a magazine. And then if you made it to the living room couch, you had what was over on TV at the time. That was as good as you could get. And now, of yeah. course, we all know you have every bit of entertainment that has ever been produced by any hum- homo sapien on planet Earth at your fingertips at all time to entertain yourself when you're sick, which is quite a different situation. Right, right. From the latest Hollywood blockbuster, other than the uh, Top Gun movie, to the Nosferatu movie from 1910 and everything in between. Every album, every movie, every TV show, every book, every magazine article, every cat video, every cute thing a baby's ever done, everything (laughs) is available to you immediately. A bear that wanders into a house and what happens next will shock you. Did you tweet that over the weekend or did I? I did yesterday. Yeah, very funny. Very funny. Great bear video. Thanks for sharing it. Uh, so yeah, the uh, it's it's funny when we first started uh, working in our current gig, which was what twenty five years ago. Correct. Or is it twenty four this year? It'll be twenty four this summer. Anyway, um, uh, the area around the Radio Ranch was like the nice mall. Upscale restaurants, uh, close to the the big uh, convention center, uh, fairgrounds, and, and stuff like that. Nice, ho- brand new hotel complex, and it was nice. And now it is crappy. 
And along that main thoroughfare, we all come in off the uh, highway to get to the radio ranch. A couple brand new, uh, I don't know, what, what would they're like RVs and pickup trucks it, with uh, the topper camper sort of things on them, camper shell things on them. Yeah, it's it's kind of one of your uh, vehicle, maybe not mobile vehicle, but vehicle uh, homeless camps now along that street. Yeah, and a bunch of them have shown up. I don't know if they, like, email each other or text each other or if there's, like, a, a Facebook page y'all could do. Hey, you should park your burnout truck over here. Everybody's doing it. I wonder if they just, if they get a mobile, at least temporarily, they see one and they think, okay, it's cool here. Yeah, I don't know. But at least they're know. brightly painted. They brought a dash of color to the area. Uh, yeah, well, along with a whole bunch of bicycles. They must be bicycle enthusiasts because there's a oh, lot yeah. of used bikes around their... Uh, their crappy camper thing that they've set up and, and barbecue equipment, it looks like. So they must they must like to grill out. Uh, I'm surprised the, they were able to purchase used bicycles because they're so difficult to come by these days. <laughs> but uh, more um, more decorative, artistic look to these homeless camps than I've seen in the past. I don't know if they just came across some cans of spray paint or what. Yeah, uh, and they're parked next to a restaurant that was packed all the time but closed. Did you ever hear why that is? Was that like a corporate decision or what? Um, I don't know why that restaurant closed, but speaking of it being a different neighborhood, that used to be like the cool hip place it was hard to get into. Mm -hmm. And now there are uh, burnt out camper vans parked in in front of it. Yeah. Man, and man, neighborhoods can change fast. And everybody's afraid to go to the mall across the street that used to be the premier mall in the region. But yeah. uh, what are you going to do? Uh, th that reminds me, the, the art on the campers. Have you ever heard the term outsider art? I have not. Um, I was when my son and his girlfriend were visiting, like as in people who are outside or people who are outside the mainstream. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, or both. It's a play on words. No, it's not. It's not outdoorsy art. It's uh, people who are not like art school trained, like uh, serious artists. They're just it's folk art. It, it, the original term, I think, was uh I can't remember what it was. It originally, originally applied to the art done by people in insane asylums. Oh, really? Yeah. But then it kind of evolved to just like untrained art, folk art, outsider art. But when my son and his, his girlfriend were visiting, uh, we, we headed out to one of your touristy towns and uh, hit a couple of art galleries. And I remarked, as I've been known to occasionally, that I, I love visual art, but I have zero talent at it. So I don't even try anymore. And uh, the gal at the gallery and my son's girlfriend were like, oh, what? No, absolutely. No, no. Everybody can express themselves. Everybody has talent. You just have to find it. You have to just do it. Do it, didn't my son piped in with, yeah, it's outsider art, Dad. It's it's kind of a thing. And I'm like, really? Like Crappy art is a thing? <laughs> well, right. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I mean, you got some guy with not a lick of musical ability, you know, browbeating him to go ahead and pen a song anyway. I mean, what's the point? <laughs> well, right. And uh, since art is mostly for the expression of the person doing it, um, mm -hmm. Uh, or it should be. Anyway. I'm not compelled to do visual art because I'm not any good at it. I, I, yeah. don't, I don't feel I, like I would get any emotional release by scribbling something on a piece of paper. The only emotional experience I get is frustration just because, you know, maybe I have a vision or something or I, I'm, you know, maybe I am trying to express something visually, but it never comes out like I want. And it's difficult and it's frustrating and it just looks idiotic when I'm done. 
I'm sure your son would hate the fact that I believe art is way overrated. I just think art in general is so overrated as a thing. Um, way too much attention. Depends what you're talking about, I guess. There's too, there's, there's too much of it. It, it needs to be more. I'm perfectly okay with people, human beings apparently have some sort of desire to express themselves either by drawing, painting, musically, wearing some wacky clothes, whatever. It all makes perfectly good sense to me. The idea that it has to, like, have an audience, though, there's just, there's just way too much of it. Oh, God, yeah, you go that's to, true. You go to, so, you know, certain kinds of artsy-fartsy towns or something, like a, there's, there's a gazillion art galleries full of art nobody's ever gonna buy mm-hmm. or 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 coffee cups that were baked in a kiln and painted and they're perfectly fine but oh, so just beautiful nobody... woodworking the nicest cutting board you've yes. ever seen in your life exactly just there's not a need for it all yeah there, there yeah. needs to be more emphasis on the making of it for the for the gratification you get as the expression of your art i guess than yeah. the idea that there's a <laughs> an audience for it <laughs> Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I tend to have a more laid back view of it. Um, well, there's no downside to doing it. It's just I was I was at a festival they had in our park the other day. And good God, the amount of knickknack sort of things. I thought oh. you're never going to sell any of these. I mean, I you just aren't. And I feel so sad for those people. I do, too. I do, too. I, I really do. You're really good at this. So's that lady over there, and that lady over there, and that old dude over there with the beard, and that young guy there. You all are really good at making these kind of plates that are kind of earth-toned and baked in a kiln. They all are great. Yeah. And every town has got a thousand of them. <laughs> I, just, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that information. You know, it's funny. I never used to care about this sort of thing. Maybe I'm just, I, I'm old and I need to get out of the way. But, like, I should be writing just because it's good for my brain. Like, last night, I was up in the middle of the night for whatever reason, woke up, couldn't get back to sleep. And I wrote what was a brilliant essay in my head. I mean, really good. But I wasn't going to get up and type it out. Number one, I wanted to get back to sleep. And number two, I just have this recurring thought. Why would I write a book? There are too many books already. (laughs) Why would I write my brilliant insights and submit it to some publication? There's 400 other guys doing the same thing in gals. I mean, there's just... The world has enough of it. And is is that an excuse? Is that cowardice? Or I don't... I don't feel the need to be praised, I don't think, at this point. Well, you know, maybe we have a unique situation because we've got this job as an outlet. and you, yeah. Cert- yeah, damn near four hours worth a day. Yeah, yeah. maybe maybe that's it. Because I, yeah, I feel the same way about, like, I feel like if I really tried, I could create some music that would be okay, but there's so much of it. I just don't know what's, what's the hell's the point. <laughs> I know. you gotta, you got to do it just because you love it. Well, right. Make so, it because it gives you joy to make it. Hemingway said a writer writes for himself and others, which seems incredibly simplistic, but I think that is that is the sum total of it. You do yeah. it for yourself and for other people, and that's just all there is to it. But if yeah. you're not doing it for both of those things, I, or especially the first one. Well, uh, speaking of the time we spend doing this, we need to wrap this up because I have a dentist appointment coming up. But you know what? When I'm done, I'm going to break out my oils and my canvas and i'm going to attempt to paint the feelings i felt in the dental chair onto the canvas you should go somebody, go get somebody will come along and say hey it looks like some baby shit on this canvas <laughs> <laughs> 
go get one of those canvases that you know they already got on the board and everything like that and a few paints this is going to cost you maybe 30 40 bucks mm-hmm. some brushes and then you just express whatever feeling you're having at the time and then you could bring that to us tomorrow what if the the feeling is i dislike painting <laughs> <laughs> In this masterpiece, the painter is expressing his hatred of painting. (laughs) It says, I'd rather be watching TV, is what this painting says. There appear to be two slashes of paint, and then the canvas has been ripped with a knife. (laughs) It's really beautiful. (laughs) The world has enough porn. Why do we need to make new porn? No kidding. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I guess that's it. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 